Hello and welcome to the 1-106 of a second photography podcast. Again, strange weather in England. It's been incredibly hot recently in March and now we've got sleet and snow showers going on at the moment. So you might be able to hear just in the background some sort of rain, sleet. I do apologise for that. Maybe not the best time to record a podcast, but that's what I'm doing anyway. So today I'm going to be talking about the Sony RX0. And you may have seen the RX0, but you might not realise what it was. And you might have seen the new update, because that's coming out very soon. So the RX0 is sort of Sony's attempt at a GoPro, but it's not a GoPro, and it's not their attempt at a GoPro. Now I'm going to qualify that with a bit of an explanation. So Sony have attempted a GoPro. They've got a series of action cameras that have no screen on. They have an LCD screen on, so you can check your settings, but that's it. And they're narrow. Whereas the GoPro is wide, these are narrow and they're more designed for sticking on your helmet. So they're things like the FDR 3000 models and you can get remotes for them that go on your wrist and you can get little accompanying devices that have a screen and you can attach them all together. They're very expensive. I don't think they're any better than a GoPro. In fact, I think GoPro 7 is probably better. Sony have already done action cameras. So what is the RX0? Well, the RX0 shares the same sensor as the RX100, pretty much. It doesn't have the same output in terms of megapixels, but I think it's pretty much the same sensor as one of the RX100s. It's basically a small box. It's black, it's waterproof, it's crushproof, and it has a lens and two stereo mics at the front. The lens is a fixed 24mm f4 lens. It has no zoom ability like an RX100. It's fixed at 24mm, fixed at f4, although you can go higher but not lower than f4. And it shoots raw photos and it shoots video up to 4K as long as you use an external recorder. And when it came out, it was priced at £800. I couldn't see anyone picking that up. And Sony marketed it as for a professional. When it came out, Sony showed lots of them being set up sort of in bullet time and things like that. It's a video camera and it's small. So really, it should be quite good for street photography and you could use it for general things. It's got a good lens on it. So you could use it for video. I could definitely see myself using it for video. I could definitely see myself using it for stills, but it's £800. It got a good DxO score. It got a DxO score of 68, 15 megapixels. But again, for £800, I could get something else or something cheaper. So now Sony have announced the second version, the RX0 Mark II. This has received a lot more positive reviews and a lot more fanfare and a lot more attention simply because they marketed more towards vloggers. So they put a flip screen on it and said this is for vloggers. Now with the first one there are a lot of attachments you could get. You can get cages, you can get sort of a tripod that does certain things and stuff like that. You can use all those with the Mark II. One thing it did have going for it was you could plug an external microphone in. But again the more things you attach to it, the more things you plug into it, the less it is about very small compact camera you can put in your pocket, get out and turn on. I've been experimenting with using a GoPro for street photography. And when I do street photography, I particularly with something as small as a GoPro that I'm getting in and out of my pocket, I'm going to turn it off and turn it on when I need it. Otherwise, I'll end up recording three hours of my trouser pocket. So having a small camera certainly does appeal to me. Having one with just buttons appeals to me as well, because taking a picture with a smartphone, you can't do instantly. You've got to take it out, unlock it, focus it, press a button. It's very difficult to do one handed. This camera, you could get it out of your pocket, turn it on while in your hand and press a button while it's in your hand and you've taken a picture. So going back to what I was saying, Sony marketed more at vloggers. Like the original has a mic port, it can record 4K in 
internally so the footage should be really good it's got a flip screen so vloggers can compose themselves and check their own frame it's got built-in time lapse it shoots at 16 frames per second it's got eye focusing it can shoot down to speeds of 1 32 thousandth of a second and it doesn't have any real distortion that distortion you would get with rolling shutter has been corrected for so it's a very good camera and also it's going to be released at around 700 pounds so it's going to be released cheaper than the original was it's still rugged it's still waterproof it's still small it makes me wonder how much the original one will go for second hand but i'm just speculating there i have no idea so i could see this being really good for street photography put it in your pocket get it out as long as it's got a quick startup time you could use it for street photography other cameras compact cameras and my fuji x70 i could leave it on and i could you know have it dangling around my waist on a strap i could leave it on bring it up take a shot this is probably too small to leave dangling around your waist it really is designed for a pocket in my opinion now it's very similar to the rx100 as i've said earlier the rx100 though while I, I think it is a very good camera and all the iterations of it are very good cameras it is a little bit slow to start up and it's certainly something i wouldn't want to take out in not just an extreme and i wouldn't want to take it out in an extreme environment but i wouldn't want to take it out anywhere where it could get damaged so it has a protruding lens this rx0 doesn't the lens on the rx100 could easily get damaged I certainly wouldn't ride my bike with an RX100 in my hand, but I would ride my bike with this RX0 in my hand, just like I would with a GoPro. So what has appealed to me about the GoPro Hero 7 is just how easy it is. I haven't got a GoPro Hero 7, I've got older iterations, but if I want to go underwater with my older GoPro, I've got to put it in a case. If I want to do something with my older GoPro, I've got to go through all the menus. With a GoPro 7, you can use your voice, you can go underwater without having to put in casing, the menu system is better, it's much quicker to change settings, and of course it's got fantastic smoothing features for hyperlapses and for stabilisation for video. Let's not forget I do do video as well. So I think I could probably make use of the RX0 solely just for video, but again look at what it's up against. I could get, for the price of it, £700, I could get a DSLR, I could get a mirrorless, and I could probably get a good lens. So who is this camera for? I don't think it is for vloggers, simply because by the time you attach an external microphone, by the time you attach something to stabilise it, it's getting big, and those payoffs with having a small camera sort of go out the window. I think it will do good sound because it has two stereo mics on the front. What's really interesting is how Sony has used all the features in this camera. So you can film on this camera, and then you can transfer the footage to your smartphone and you can use an app to stabilize the footage. I think that's amazing. You can turn on stabilization after you filmed it. That's incredible. So the app support is really good for it, but then pretty much every product that comes out is getting good app support at the moment. One downside though is whatever you recorded it in is always gonna output at the lower frame rate of 1080p. So if you record at 4K, it will output stabilized at 1080p. I don't think that is in any way a problem. 1080p is fine despite what a lot of people say I'm more than happy with 1080p I only watch things in 1080p because I don't have a 4k telly I don't know when I'm going to get a 4k telly or if I ever will get a 4k telly who knows so it's certainly an interesting proposition if it was a bit cheaper I certainly would consider getting the rx0 it's one of those things that I would really, really like, and I can see myself using it for many different use cases, filming stuff, YouTube videos, family stuff, anything where there's a chance you might drop your camera, 
giving it to your kids to use because it's easy, it's only one button, and for street photography, but it's priced too much. So if someone wanted to lend it to me, I would more than gladly accept that, but I'm not sure whether I would buy it. But this is all speculation because at the time of recording this, the camera hasn't yet come out. I've not been able to get my hands on the camera. I've not been able to have a go. I've purely done a little bit of research on it. I knew a lot about the RX-0 when it first came out. So the Mark II, I've just done a bit of research prior to it launching. Who knows, one day I might get a used one, but I don't know at the moment. So is the RX-0 going to be a good camera for you? Well, if you fit in to the demographic of wanting something lightweight and wanting good video and stabilisation without a rig and a gimbal, then yes, if you're happy with 24mm focal length. In fact, I don't. is it going to be 24mm focal length? I don't know it is. The RX-0 isn't a full frame, so it might be a little bit narrower than 24mm. So it might crop even more, so it might be slightly cropped. So it could be between 28 and 35mm equivalent field of view. So it could be a very good general purpose lens and camera, could be ideal for street photography, but just don't know at the moment because I've not been able to have a go with it. So going back to my point, is it something you could use? If you want a premium compact, it's worth considering, but it's only worth considering if you don't want to zoom. You can zoom on it and you can zoom on the first one, but it's a digital zoom. So a firmware update to the first iteration gave you the ability to zoom. It's only a 1.5 zoom. Let's say it's 35 millimeters. That would take it to a 50 millimeter field of view and that zooming ability digital is there on the mark ii so you're pretty pretty narrow in what you can do with it again if you're always out somewhere where you need a rugged camera it might be good is it better than the tg5 that is a rugged camera and is half the price yes it probably is is it worth twice as much probably not so the tg5 is rugged is waterproof shoots 4k does slow motion, shoots raw, although they're 12 megapixels. With the TG5, you can't fully set the settings. The best you can do is aperture priority, but I do love my TG5. So now I've thought about it and thought about the TG5, it'd be very unlikely that I would get the RX0 Mark II unless the price was unbelievable. So let me know what you think. I've now managed to get a website together for this podcast and you can view that at 160spp.com. And you can find all the old episodes there. And if I have any images that I want to show connected to an episode, then I'm going to put them there. I do apologize. It has taken a long time to get that website up and running, but it's there now. Don't forget, you can join the conversation on Twitter and Facebook. I'd also appreciate it if you could find the time to leave a review on iTunes to help really promote the show to other photographers. Thank you. Goodbye.